Hello, everyone. We are here with episode eight of More Than Just a Scientist. Once again, it is I, Jasmine, and Tree. Yay. So today we are recording this on Purim. And so we decided, wouldn't it be cool if we talked about religion? Because there's a lot of discussion about science and religion, and a lot of people feel that those things cannot coexist. But we're going to talk about that and our thoughts on that, being scientists and talking about our religious spiritual identities. So, Tree, let's start with you. You've brought it up before that um, you are Jewish. So tell me about how you have explored and kind of just been living with your uh, Jewish identity. Yeah, okay. Okay, so to give you some background, because this isn't really something I've talked, I talk about at length, but when I was young, a lot of people, or even now, into adulthood, people would ask me, how can you be Mexican and Jewish? And it was just like such a bizarre question and also kind of rude. Like, you don't ask people that. It's one of those like microaggressions that just people don't even realize it's offensive. It's like almost like I had to continuously validate my existence. But anyways, um, so background. I am 100% Mexican because both of my parents were born in Mexico. But fun fact, my dad is actually a first generation Mexican because my grandpa was German, like from Germany, and my grandma was from Spain. And they met fleeing Europe during World War II times, right? So they were actually on like, on one of the boats that got rejected from Ellis Island. Um, And so that's how my grandpa and my grandma ended up living in Costa Rica for a while. Another fun fact is my great grandpa, so my grandpa's dad was actually an Orthodox rabbi back in Germany. So that's why I'm Jewish, or that's how I'm Jewish. You know, like that's, that's, the answer. But I really like being Jewish. It's been it's a huge part of my life. Like I I got bat mitzvah. I went to Hebrew school until I graduated high school. I went on confirmation. I uh did youth group. I taught Hebrew school in college and I was actually part of or I was president and I ran the Jewish student union on campus. And so it's been, it's always been a very big part of my life. But at the same time, since I had just been so kind of self-conscious about opening up about my religion, since I had always gotten those questions about how can you be Mexican and Jewish, I just kind of stopped telling people. Some part of me was also trying to protect myself because just anti-Semitism is a real thing. And it was like very traumatizing to me that my... My, the first temple I ever went to, that my family went to, uh, later after we left, was actually vandalized a couple years after, and it was horrible. And then in my new temple, someone broke into someone, to like a bunch of cars during a Shabbat service, a Saturday morning service. So, and it's so sad now, like when I go to my temple, when I'm back home, we have to go through metal, de- metal detectors, and there's like security officers everywhere. And it's just like, it makes me really sad. And specifically when I lived in Mexico, you know, when I was doing research, when I was helping uh, on a research project in the Yucatan Peninsula, I had asked my like coworker and my boss, like my then PI, not to tell anyone that I was Jewish. 
or, you know, not to tell them that I didn't eat pork, even though pork is like a, and seafood is a huge part of the Yucatan diet. So I just kind of, I told them, I was like, please don't tell them because they would say, oh, do you want a blah, blah, blah? Or do you want a veggie sandwich? And I'd be like, oh, the veggie sandwich. And they're like, oh, you don't eat meat? Are you vegan? It was almost like, it was, I don't know. It, it, I kind of had to read the room first before I ever said anything. So that's how it is. But growing up, I really enjoyed being Jewish because we always had parties. We always have holidays. It's always fun. Uh, I like to decorate the house with my mom and we have our Hanukkah bush every year, which always turns out to be really fun. Uh, we always had like latka paloozas at temple and we would have Purim carnivals every year. It was, I have very fond memories at my temple and just being with my family at services and stuff. So it's nice. I like that I can continue. I feel like I can continue being spiritual as an adult. And of course, that's taken like different iterations because as we grow up, we learn new things and experience new things. And we kind of sometimes reevaluate our relationship with religion and spirituality. And so I feel like I've kind of done a DIY Judaism for myself to where I still identify as a pretty spiritual Jewish person without feeling bad about not going to temple or, you know, forgetting holidays or not kind of making as big of a deal about it now. But I still feel very like connected to God and stuff like that. And I've never had it interfere with like science, you know, I've never felt like I can't be a scientist because I'm very religious or I'm very spiritual. So that's kind of my relationship with religion. What about you? Yeah, I I remember one time I was in a religious studies class and someone in my class made the comment that black Christians and Jewish people are very similar in like how we act out religion or whatever you want to call it. I think about that a lot, actually. Uh, I've had a lot of Jewish friends growing up and, and stuff. Well, actually not growing up, mostly in my adult life. And so I think about it a lot, how it's how it's really interesting, because there's a lot of Jewish people that even if they're not still religiously Jewish, they, you know, still have the cultural Judaism. And I feel like Black people are like that too, in that a lot of Black people are Christian. And Black people and Christianity is a very weird thing because it's the religion of the colonized oppressor. And so basically we all had these various religions in our, you know, native countries where we were stolen from. and brought to the United States and enslaved and then had Christianity given to us um, or forced upon us is, is probably a better way to say it. But it's also a really interesting dynamic that I think about a lot is that by forcing a unified religion on a group of people that weren't unified whenever we got here, like people didn't speak the same language, people didn't have the same religion, they forced everyone to speak the same language and gave them the same religion. And honestly, that was the fatal flaw because they unified everyone in that. And I mean, the Black church is at the center of Black culture in the United States. Like even people that no longer practice or, you know, believe in Christianity anymore that are Black still have like a lot of respect and a lot of strong ties. You go to a Black church on Mother's Day, Christmas or Easter, everybody's up. Every, like 
everybody's up in there. <laughs> and, and it's not necessarily because people are like, oh, these are religious holidays. It's a cultural experience to be there. It's like very, you know, like a big part of Black culture is, you know, watch service on New Year's Eve and like Christmas pageants, whatever. And so because of that, people often attack the Black church. Look at civil rights movement. They bombed churches. They burned churches. That's because they recognized that the church was like the center of the Black community. And it's it's a lot of, that's where people gathered, like during slavery, that was the only place that they could all gather and like talk was church. And that's like kind of continued to be a really big part of like black culture. And also they provided a lot of the services that no one would provide the black community. So like no one was worried about the homeless or orphans or anything in the black community. So the church took that, the church fed the homeless, the church did this, the church did that. And it was really like important. And so whenever people talk about religion and Christianity specifically, it's like white Christianity and black Christianity is like very different um, because the black Christianity is so like culturally entwined. Whereas like white Christianity, that's it wasn't for, for some people, it's really, it's a really big deal because of their religious belief. But not, there's not a lot of people that feel a tie to a religion culturally. And I feel like in that way, Judaism is very similar to Black Christianity in that there are Black people that will say, like, I'm Christian, but, you know, I don't go to church, I don't pray, I don't really, I'm nah about God, I don't know if he exists or whatever. Um, but they, like, you ask them to market on a demographic thing and they mark Christian. And, and so that's like a really interesting uh, phenomenon. And I think it's really important to talk about now because we're doing vaccines and all that stuff. And people are thinking a lot about how do we get the Black community for us vaccines because Black people and medicine don't have good track record. Um, and so there's all these people that are talking about how do we do this? How do we do that? And there's whole groups of people, groups of doctors mostly black doctors that are going to churches, talking to people at churches, and it's been super effective. And there's a lot of scientists that won't do things at churches because they have this like weird thing with like science and religion have to be separate. And I wouldn't go do a science outreach program at a church. I'm like, why not? <laughs> um, why not? <laughs> uh, so it's it's like very weird. And I, I also understand from talking to my friends that are scientists that are white and their understanding of Christianity and my understanding of Christian like the black experience is very different. I'm like, to me, the church is where you go to have like birthday parties, wedding, funerals, block parties, fish fries. Like there are things that happen in black churches that are both religious in nature and non-religious in nature. So for me, it's like, yeah, that why is that weird that I want to go do a science program at a church? That I mean that's where the black people are. That's that's where you're trying to serve people and that is where they go. That is the effectively the community center is the church. And so once I start explaining that to people, they're like, "Oh, okay, I see now why you want to go have a program at a church." And yeah, and it makes a little bit more sense. Um 
But yeah, all that being said, I think that my experiences are obviously very different from white Christians. Um, But for me, uh, Christianity is very important to me, both culturally and spiritually, um, in that I don't really go to church that much anymore. Um, but I do try to occasionally, mostly for the like cultural aspect, uh, because I'm kind of like you treat in that I have like a DIY Christianity where I'm like, all right, I don't need to go to church to do this. And whenever I feel upset or lost or whatever, I'm going to pray and meditate. And that makes me feel better. And, you know, it's great to have some sort of higher power to be like, all right, let me just like chill for a minute and get in my headspace. Um, and that gives me a way to do that because I have a direction to funnel it. Um, and so that's kind of like, where I'm at. Um, and I also, I like the way that I feel about religion is that it's a very personal thing. And so organized, like religion in that, oh, you have to believe all of the same things as us, do all the stuff. I've always been like, meh, meh, as far as I'm concerned, it's between me and my higher power. <laughs> and so like, we, we're, we're having a conversation, me and her, because God is a Black woman in my mind. That's what I envision because I'm a Black woman. And so, yeah, God's a black woman. Um, so, you know, we're having a conversation. We're chilling. We're, we're doing things. And that's like between me and God. And other people can have opinions and we can talk about it. And we can have like philosophical debates and everything. Because I love a good philosophical debate. Um, but the reason why my spirituality is tied to Christianity is because largely because it's just a really big thing in Black culture in the United States. And if I was born somewhere else, I would tie my spirituality to something else and whatever, but this is what I have. <laughs> and so this is what I tie it to. And um, I think that a lot of times feel like uh, religion doesn't me- mesh with science because of things that people have created. And that's really more of a people problem. Like people wanting to use religion to be hateful and everything. That's a people problem. Same thing with the crazy things with transphobia right now, where they're trying to quote unquote use science to spread hate and stuff like that. Same thing with religion. And so I think that it's people have these feelings because there's been people who have been like, I'm going to tell you, you can't do science because of my religion. Like the creationist people that are like you can't teach science anymore because evolution is the devil and all that stuff um and I think that's like those people are you know doing the most um (laughs) because for me it's never really been a like I've never felt like it was keeping me from doing my job or that it was lifting in any way because like my spirituality is about how I feel about myself how I treat other people and like the, I don't know, the safety blanket of feeling like there's someone or something looking out for me, which I mean, that's not related to my at all um, because science is like about the natural world and tangible things and religion is about spirituality and the metaphysical and how you feel. It's like a internal thing and we all have our own reality and that just shapes your reality. 
and it's just how you exist in the world. So I never really felt like it conflicted. Usually when I tell people like, oh, I'm going to go to church or whatever, or like, oh, yeah, I'm going home because of Easter or whatever and people are like oh you're a Christian yes they're like but you're a biologist <laughs> at one point I was an evolutionary biologist I'm like yes 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 <laughs> um in my mind in my spirituality uh evolution and my beliefs do not conflict uh because I'm just like yeah and then God used evolution things happened blah, blah, blah. uh so as far as I'm concerned it's like boop and then all of the things happen. And that wasn't in- included in, you know, you know, I'm not going to have a whole conversation with God about explain to me how all of this works. And that's what science, um, for me to figure out how the world works. So yeah, those are my thoughts. I have had this conversation with Taylor because he grew up Episcopalian and his parents, both his parents are very involved in their church. So Tay has, I guess, like a religious upbringing, but he's told me that since he was like 13, 14, he was like, wait a second, this doesn't make sense to me. So he started questioning or whatever. And like now he's at a point where he does believe in God, but I don't think he adscribes to a religion. And he's gone to temple with me a couple of times and he's been at my parents house for Shabbat and Hanukkah and Passover and stuff and I've been at his house for Christmas and Easter it's interesting because when we have this converse like whatever religion conversations or discussions he says he points out something that I think you also touched on is is it's not so much well I mean it is part of like our culture you know it's part of our identity it's more cultural but he also points out that it's very ritualistic. Judaism is, it takes a lot of work to be Jewish. And of course, that depends on how you personally feel about uh, your reli- like your religious journey. So growing up, you know, the first part of my life, I went to a reform temple where it was where the services were mostly in English and then the main prayers were in Hebrew. And then I went to a bar mitzvah at a conservative temple And for some reason, I just felt very like at peace there. I was like, this just makes a little more sense to me. Because it was, there was more Hebrew involved uh, there. I felt like, I felt a deeper connection at that temple than the previous temple. And so I told my dad, I was like, I, I think, I think I want to have my bat mitzvah here. Um, And it required a lot more work, but I don't regret it because I felt a deeper connection. I think I had a pretty deep connection with my religion in middle school and high school. It's where I really learned to appreciate, I guess, what being Jewish involves. So, you know, I can read Hebrew. I don't know what it says because I I can't like speak it. I just, you know, I can read it if we're doing a prayer or if we're reading the Torah or whatever. Well, maybe not the Torah because it doesn't have vowels, but you know, I can read a prayer book and I can read like the Torahs that you have when you follow along in the Torah reading part of the service. And Taylor's like, you, you literally have to learn like a totally different language to be a part of this religion. And there's so much else that goes into it. And it really like, it also... I guess, fostered a bond with between me and my dad because when my dad was growing up, my grandpa never talked about his life in Germany. Um, he never spoke German to anybody, didn't teach any of my aunts or uncles German. He, and, and like refused to identify as Jewish. I think he was just like traumatized, you know, from that whole experience. So my dad 
grew up a little Jewish, but culturally. So like different foods, different traditions that he had heard secondhand about traditions that my grandpa, my grandpa's, I guess, I think both of them were Jewish, had. And when I told my dad I wanted to move temples, I think he he almost like allowed himself to explore that identity for himself as well. I don't know if that makes sense. But, you know, I would always go to Minyan with him in the mornings. Mm -hmm. So like sometimes when he would drop me off at school, we would go to like every Thursday, I think it was, he would take me to the Minyan service, which for those of you who don't know, it's uh, kind of like a daily prayer. You're supposed to do it twice a day in the morning and in, e in the evening. Um, during the week, Friday nights is Shabbat until Saturday nights and then Saturday mornings is the longer service. And so my dad would take me Thursday mornings and then he we would go out to breakfast together and then he would drop me off at school. Uh, and then we, I don't think we went to temple on Friday nights, but Saturday mornings, he always made us go, which I'm not going to lie. Like I love my temple and I love that temple still, but ugh, girl, those services are like four hours. And also like black church. Yeah. And they don't open the kiddish. So like the snacks. Until the whole service is over. So if you leave, you don't get any snacks. Yep. So, also like black church. Yeah. And I was like, come on, dude. Like, what if there's a seven-year-old that got dragged here and they can't get snacks? I don't think that's right. But I digress. Um, <laughs> um, and then I actually, you know, found... After I started working at the Interfaith Center, granted, no one... I did not have a lot of members in the Jewish Student Union. Because we didn't have a Hillel at my campus, but we had a Chabad. So people would go to the Chabad club, which is a little more religious. I personally did not ad like ascribe to some of their um, thoughts or philosophies. So I decided to join the other club, which granted had less members but like it was fun because I used to host a lot of interfaith events or like joint events with the Muslim Student Association so I found a kinship with the Muslim students that also works at the center and we used to have like so much fun together because they like there were a lot of Muslim students and a lot of international students that came from Middle Eastern countries because their their I guess practices were also very like you know culturally part of their identities so the foods were almost the same you know with Judaism like traditional fast food or Israeli food and you know, Palestinian food. And uh, so when we would get catering, we would just like, it was always kosher and halal. And like, we would have really like, I looking back, I look back on those events very fondly. And I met some wonderful people. And then we used to get a lot of people who um, would complain about how I ran the club because they were not comfortable about um, Jewish, like our Jewish student union or Jewish club you know, doing so many events with the Muslim club. And I was like, all right, well, that's your personal problem. That's not my problem. Young adults trying to navigate the waters and make some friends along the way. That's kind of how both of our groups functioned is like, we're just here to have a good time. We're not really trying to, we're not trying to solve the Israel-Palestine crisis, but I mean, we're proof, we're proof that like, it's not really about religions. Like I remember one of my very close friends, Laura, she was involved in the Muslim Student Association and we like instantly clicked because we were both riding the 
the what is it called the shuttle from one of the unf buildings to the way out in the desert parking lots and because we had crappy parking passes and so we were taking the bus one day after club event and i hadn't talked to her but i was like oh i really like your jacket and she was like kind of hardcore because she was wearing like a leather jacket and like combat boots or something and um, at the time, she wasn't wearing a hijab, but she was always very, like, modest, you know, with long sleeves and pants and stuff like that. Um, but it was just so funny because we were talking, and I think I was, like, having a boy drama at the time. And I was like, ugh! And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just got this text from this stupid boy. And she's like, girl, trust, I know. And then we, like, bonded over bad boys and how we love bad boys. And, <laughs> and like, who's definitely not a bad boy right and so like and now it's just it's like funny to look back on because like we weren't trying we weren't talking about like oh my god can you believe the political crisis blah 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 we were just literally like oh my god can you even believe can you, can you believe what this guy said can you even i girl like drop him you know stuff and i don't know to me i think i used to be scared also about ever having a partner that wasn't Jewish because like my temple it's not intense but it's a conservative temple so everything like all the the services are in Hebrew and there's a lot of standing up and sitting down and you know there's a point where you have to be on your toes or like you have to do a you have to rise three times and you have to bow in certain parts of different prayers and I used to be so nervous because I was like oh my god what if they think this is lame or like oh my god what if they get like flustered because they can't understand the Hebrew or you know I used to get very self-conscious like I never wanted to take any boyfriend not that I have not that I had any boyfriends but like to temple and I used to be so scared um when Tay went home with me to Boca for the first time and my dad was like we're going to temple and I was like <laughs> and of course it was like the Saturday morning temple service where it was like four hours long and I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god. and I was like Tay you don't have to go like I can just tell my dad that you got sick like I'll just tell my dad that you don't like you don't have to go you don't have to go and he was like, no, 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 like, I want to go. And so, because here in Jacksonville, we had gone to a Shabbat service, like an interfaith Shabbat service. And he went and it actually was like a full service, which I didn't know. So I was like, oh God. But then we went to my temple and he was like, yeah, it was pretty cool. Like I had a thought, I had like overthought this into the ground and I was like, oh my God, he's going to break up with me because I'm a crazy person. And I'm part of this like cult and he is going to be nervous about dating me because there's also that stigma that if you're in a Muslim or a more like or yeah, ritualistic so Jew Jewish I'll speak for Jewish like if you're in a Jewish household your parents want you to marry a Jewish person you know or like they have to be of the same religion or have to be of the same whatever my parents are not like that but he was nervous he was like oh my god like, are your parents going to hate me because I'm not Jewish? And I was like, no. Like, my parents are going to be offended if you eat flour tortillas, but they're not going to care. They're not going to care if, like, you're not Jewish. Who cares? You know? And he's always been so respectful and he asks questions and stuff like that. So, I don't know. It goes to show you. It's really not. I mean, I don't want to discount it. I don't want to say, like, it's not a big deal because that's my uh, relationship with God, but it's it being also in an interfaith relationship, it shouldn't be, at least for me, the core of the relationship. Like I think over the course of four years that Taylor and I have been dating, we've talked about religion a handful of times, if that. And it's literally like, oh, um, I read this thing about <laughs> uh I don't know, something Jewish in the in the news. What's that about? And then I'll be like, oh, it's this. 
And I'd be like, okay. And that that's literally the end of the conversation. Yeah, people that just shut down on things like that. Like, you know, there are people, there are people that are aggressive <laughs> in like, all aspects of life like you know people like to say religion you know gets a bad rap because people start wars of religion and stuff i'm like honestly people would start wars regardless because people are terrible Mm -hmm. people would be like i don't like your hair i'm gonna start a war about it or like i don't like your nose i'm gonna start a war about it or like whatever um you know they there's there's some like, I don't know if it's a children's book, but there's a whole thing about uh, these people that literally they were all blue triangles or something like that. And then they started like getting in a fight about whose angles were like, whether they were equilateral or scalene or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much like you is even if everyone is as the same as they could possibly be, people will still find a thing to make somebody else other and be like, I don't like. Um, and so religion is one of those things that people use, which sucks, but also people use all kinds of things. It's And people like to hide behind it and be like, oh, well, because I believe in this thing, I'm not going to associate with this person because they believe in this other thing. And I'm like, does that actually really matter in your day-to-day life? Like, who they're praying to or if they're praying or not praying how does that how does that affect you like doesn't affect you at all and then people also try to apply their like things they're like well i don't eat pork so therefore you can't eat pork or whatever and people do that like same thing with you know abortion and blah 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 blah. they want to use it as an excuse of like oh yeah this is a thing that i believe and so therefore you can't do it i'm like i'm sorry you believe what does that have to do with me (laughs) that's a you thing (laughs) um and so you know i've had like i said jewish friends i've had muslim friends and i whenever i am making a joint meal for all of us i'm like okay i'm gonna make a meal that everyone can eat and that's that whatever and you know we go our separate ways and i will chow down on some pork on my own time but i want to commune full of my friends and so we're gonna eat something that we all can eat and then we're gonna go our separate ways and when i want to eat pork i'm gonna go over here and eat pork and they're not gonna be like look at her over there eating pork like don't worry about what i'm having for lunch this is a me thing (laughs) um and it's the same thing with people that use religion to talk about politics and whatever i'm like you know there's a clear separation of church and state also, your religion is like a you bubble. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a you thing. And yeah, and it's just, it's all, it's super personal and, and people change all the time what they believe and what they feel and on the day to day. And so I think that there's just people just love putting people in the boxes and being like, well, I'm in this box and you're in that box. So we can't hang out. Or like, you're you're unacceptable to me because you're in a different box. I'm like, who really cares? We all just kind of are looking for something to give us meaning to life. And whatever makes you happy and makes you feel like getting up in the morning and like your life is worth it, you do that thing. Do that thing, girl. Do it. And I don't know why people are like, hostile. Why do we have to be hostile? Why do we have to be like, oh, why do you believe that? That's stupid. Like, oh, you believe that... Blah, 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 blah. You believe that the world started on the back of a turtle. That's stupid. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, that, but that's like their creation story. Let them have that thing. It's not bothering you. Like a huge cultural thing that was passed down and whatever. Um, you weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't there. Let's just, let's just leave it at that. Like whatever, 
whatever story someone wants to have or believe and like whatever um, their reason for existing like everyone needs a reason to exist. Some people that reason is their kids. Some people that reason is their job. Some people that reason is a higher power. Some people that reason is multiple things. And so, yeah, I think that we don't need to be mean to each other. Why do we gotta be mean? Why do we gotta attack? Just let's all kumbaya. We're the only nice and- people, Jasmine, obviously, <laughs> clearly. Obviously. But yeah, I just think that, I mean, in your day-to-day life, that stuff doesn't even come up. So why does it matter? <laughs> You know, people are going to, like I said, find some reason to fight with somebody. And if it's not the color of your skin, it's who you pray to or don't pray to or where you were born or whatever. People are always going to find something to argue about. And all I can do is be an open person, be welcoming. And I personally love having discussions with people about their religion because you learn a lot about people because that's like their reality. Um, Even whenever their religion is that they have no religion. Like, okay, I want to talk about that. I want to explore that. So what is... What does life mean to you? And these are, I like having deep because it tells, like, that's how you really get to know because you get to know, like, their reason for being and why they are the way they are and what they view as right and wrong and why they view it that way. Because, like, as a society, we have general, you know, murdering people wrong. Um, (laughs) Donating to charity, good. (laughs) But there's like little nuanced things of like, you know, for some people consuming caffeine is a drug and that's wrong. And I'm like, I want to, I want to explore that. I, and I'm not going to judge you for that. And I'm not going to be like, well, that's stupid. You're wrong. Blah, blah, blah. Because that's your body. And that's what you feel is the best thing for you to do. And that's great. And I want to talk about why that is and understand And I often learn things and like my DIY religion also includes things that I picked up from other people's religions where I'm like, yeah, I think that too. That, that feels good. I'm going to take that, (laughs) bring that in here. And so, yeah. One thing that definitely brought me comfort after I moved to the Bible Belt, um, because I looked around and I was like, wait a second, why am I the only Jewish person here? When I had graduated UNF, there were two Jewish clubs and 19 on-campus ministries. So, so many. <laughs> it was a lot. And there's so many mega churches here in Jacksonville. But anyways, it was just like a bizarre thing because I grew up in Boca, which is like Jewtown, USA. It has a very high density of Jews. Okay, so like the same way here in Jacksonville, there's like a church of some denomination on every corner. That's how it is, but with temples everywhere everywhere and so it was definitely definitely like a culture shock for me but it was like I still ascribed to like I kept kosher I think up until I graduated college and I remember you know my family specifically had different rituals because we like my grandparents come from the Iberian Peninsula which is very different from like the Eastern European cult like kind of subculture so a lot of our traditions I don't want to say are weird but they like not a lot of people from that area really do them anymore but I think it's pretty cool and you know I I don't know I like being Jewish I like talking to people about how they feel about stuff and one thing I appreciate, oh, this is this was the original thing that I wanted to say. It's like something that gave me solace is after I would see those really angry campus, not the really angry like pastors that would come to church and like yell at everybody about how they're going to hell. I was like, well, we don't have a hell in Judaism, actually. Like that just doesn't exist. No one's ever, no, like I did not grow up believing 
that there was a hell. So to me, when they were like, if you don't believe in what I believe, then you are going to hell. And I was like, well, my God doesn't think that. So I think I'm okay. <laughs> so, which is kind of like what I keep telling, you know, that's kind of my thing, I guess. And every time I see something that's like problematic and saying that a certain group of people is going to go to hell, I'm like, well, I guess he's not talking to me because <laughs> we don't have we don't have that. So and I also appreciate that, like in Judaism, they focus on the now, which is like trying to live the best life that you possibly can. Not to say that there's kind of intense things as with other, you know, religions like arranged marriages. That's definitely still a thing or you or having to do certain rituals in certain times of the month. And if not, then you need to commit to X amount of hours of Torah study and, and blah, 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 blah. But I think I'm trying my best with what I've learned. You know, I feel like I have a good idea of things I should and should not do and be thankful for what I have. And, you know, I guess just accept that things are going to be okay, regardless. I don't really think too much about the afterlife. I'm just like, you know what? I did my best. God knows that. So when the Messiah comes, maybe I'll come back. If not, that's okay. We're overpopulated anyways. <laughs> yeah. I feel like whenever I will say things, and I'll speak on like specifically Christian saying things. Christians don't know how to act and they be real rude sometimes, particularly white evangelical Christians. I'm like, y'all are doing the most right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but every time people are like, blah, 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 well, you're going to hell for this or you're going to hell for that, da, 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 da. I'm like, I'm sorry. The thing that I value most about Christianity as a concept is that at its root, it is about forgiveness. And like, that does not jive with what you're saying right now. So I don't know what messages you're hearing from your God, but the messages on my God do not align. So you're like over there doing your thing and please be nicer to people. I'm going to be over here doing my thing. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, this, this is a religion that's literally be built on the idea of you apologize and everything's good. And like, if you do the same thing two seconds later and you're like, whoops, you're still good. <laughs> like, that's like, that's like the root of like, where is your forgiveness? What's happening? Um, And so kind of like you, where you're like, well, my God doesn't say that. I just kind of like, all right, you be hateful then. But uh, I don't know what your God is telling you, but I know what my God is me. And so we are going to do these things. I'm going to be over here. You're going to be over there. <laughs> and I also feel like, you know, like I said, religion is a very personal thing. And I have no problems with anyone believing whatever they believe it, when it stays in their bubble. But whenever your stuff is coming into my bubble, now we have a problem. <laughs> Keep your stuff in your bubble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's funny, actually, you saying, well, going back to like, well, that's not what my God says. It's funny because I remember like when I would, when we would be in temple and I would follow along like the Torah readings or whatever, it always has the translation and like the commentary and the rabbinical comments and blah, blah, blah. I remember we were reading a pretty gruesome biblical story because God back then was very like, I'll smite you. And I'm like, and I remember like turning to my dad mid service and I was like, I, I don't think I like that or something like, I, you know, I, I would be like, I don't think I want to believe that God was capable of doing that. So I'm just not nice. Nah, he's, he's a new age. He's a cool, he's a cool God. He's not really into smiting anymore. Cool, 
that's so that's so five thousand years ago. Yeah, I whenever I Yeah, so people so and this is me personally, again with the DIY. Um so usually whenever people point scripture to me, I'm like, okay, but also I'm taking that with salt because we know how people like to manipulate and change facts. They were wilding <laughs> back then. And so I'm like, okay. So the person that wrote this felt some type of way. And so they wrote that. <laughs> and so I I read this thing one time that was like, all religions are basically a giant game of telephone where oh, yeah. you're like passing them down. And so I'm like, yeah, okay. You say that this happened or that someone said said that. And I'm like, I'm taking that with a grain of salt because this is this is a game of telepathic right here. Yeah. So I'm like, was anyone there when Pontius Pilate did blah, 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 blah? Do we know what he said? We don't. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I take the I take the lessons and the whatever that helped me. And then I everything else, I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, maybe. But eh. And honestly, I guess maybe because we've become so I'm trying to phrase this in a way that doesn't make it seem like holier than thou but maybe because we've understood that religion is a personal journey coming from cultural religious upbringings I think uh it's definitely shaped the way we think about things and I because we have that kind of awareness about it I don't think it logically would interfere with our scientific research you know Mm -hmm. because if someone were to say oh how can you be religious I'm like yeah and then that's the end of the sentence like that's the end of the conversation you know because I like I'm sorry I can't or I shouldn't or in your eyes I can't study how many sharks there are in the Gulf of Mexico because the principle of it all I don't think so buddy like you're gonna have to come up something better I, I it's just to me it's almost like the philosophies and the the lessons we've learned like you said and just that cultural openness about it kind of makes us who we are and it's not so much something that would stop us from following what we want to do is kind of how I feel about it you know like my grandma my mom's mom she's very catholic pre-covid oh my god she was at church every sunday she would walk to church every sunday and I think every Wednesday I don't remember but she loves church and she's still if we're like in a taxi together or driving together every time we pass a church she does the the cross thing across me which I think I find comforting I find comforting I don't find it offensive like it's she's like praying for my well-being you know I don't see it as oh my god she's imposing her religion on me Every time you pass a church, didn't you say that there are hella churches in Jacksonville? Oh, I meant in in Mexico, in Mexico. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like if we're in a taxi or something, she'll do the cross thing. And I'm like, oh, thanks, Abby. You know, like... Yeah. And and it's funny because my mom's sister is Buddhist. She's been Buddhist for like 20 years. So we we like gather at my grandma's house for Christmas, even though my grandma is the only one that celebrates it. And like the 12 other people in her house are kind of just there because it like makes my fa- my grandma feel good, you know, yeah. like to have the family together and blah, 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 and those little Christmas traditions. But I have always found comfort in the fact that like, 
She's never ever thought less of me or have has ever questioned. No, but God, he, you know, whatever. I don't know. Like, what even? What even is 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 something that religious people would say against scientists? I can't even think of anything. Just the evolution thing, you know? Yeah. So I'm just like, well. You know, my grandma is fine with it. So take a back seat, buddy. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel like, I mean, whoever, if people are going to pray about me, thanks. I'll take it. Yeah. (laughs) Pray to everybody. Pray pray to everybody. I will take it. (laughs) Because it means something. It me if it means some person doing it, it's it's a beautiful act in my opinion. Like if someone wants to pray over me, and that's that's like a an offering that they're making that means a lot to them. Even like I've had people pray for me in languages I didn't understand to gods that I I didn't know a lot about, and I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. Soak it in. I mean, when I went to Japan, I got um, a couple of Buddhist monks, uh, or we were in a prayer service we watch service and they had these like i guess charms i don't know if that's the right but charms that that were imbued with certain prayers to do certain things and i have one that hangs in my car on my rear view mirror that's for protection while traveling because right before i went to japan i got in a pretty bad accident my car was totaled and it was really scary i'm still pretty jumpy when i drive and so me putting that charm on my rear view mirror made me feel so much better driving and because I'm like, this is blessed. I'm good. I feel I feel good about this. And so, uh, you know, whatever whatever makes you feel good. And when I was going through therapy, one of the things that they actually suggest as a coping mechanism for anxiety and depression, prayer and meditation, it's less about what you believe and more about the like physical calming down of focusing a thought and like evaluating what you want in that moment that's beneficial regardless of if you're doing it to yourself or you're doing it to into a diary or you're doing it to a mystical force in the universe. It's all like, it's doing the same thing psychologically. And I thought that that was, and it definitely helped me with my anxiety and depression doing med always. So yeah. And then people are like, I don't think you're a valid scientist because you pray. I'm like, all right, your opinion has been noted. Right. Yeah. It's filed away somewhere. I feel the same way. Cause I, oh my gosh. I was just looking over and I went to, when I was living in Mexico, one of my dear friends, her niece was getting baptized and I felt so honored that she invited me to her baptism party. I didn't know what was going on, but all I know is the theme was Peppa Pig and I got to watch like a two-year-old or something like that just have a ball with like this whole party about her baptism and stuff. And it was just really cute. And like I got a goodie bag and it's like a mini rosary and I keep it with me all the time. And I used to keep it in my wallet. Um, And I used to have, I have like, you know, bead bracelets and um, that have like the, I guess the Guadalupe image. And I like those things because they make me feel safe. And when actually speaking of car accidents, uh, there was one of my sorority sisters actually passed away in a horrific car accident. 
And I remember right after she passed away, I got like a goodie bag or like a mystery bag from this place. I can't remember. And it said, and it was like one of those card charms that says there's an angel watching over you. And for some reason, I always... Like, every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, it's okay, Carrie is here. You know, or like, you know, she was very religious, like, she was very Christian, um, but I rem- I just like, it's the little things. And my dad bought me a little car mezuzah. So for those of you who don't know, it's like a blessed box that has very important prayers in the Jewish religion. Usually you put them on your doorposts. Um, like, so you can have, sometimes you can have them just on your front door, but um, in my house, in my parents' house, we have one on all the bedrooms. Anyways, so my dad, when I when I got my first car, he bought me like a car mezuzah, which is like a, just a little plastic box. And it's like the shape of a hamsa and it still has the prayers and stuff like that. And I keep it in the truck, like right next to that little thing that says there's an angel watching over you and just feels nice it's comforting you know it's something that makes me feel happy and safe so yeah just do what makes you feel happy and safe all about all about people feeling happy whatever that (laughs) whatever you need to do to feel happy and safe if you want whatever watch the stars and think about the alignments and that joy you do that you want to read some tarot cards you do that whatever makes you feel Like, you have a hold on this crazy thing we call life. Do it. Don't let anyone make you feel bad about doing it. Believe what you believe. Do what you do. Change your mind. Change your mind every day. Practice multiple religions at once. I had a roommate that was, she was all religions at the same time. Um, She was Buddhist, and she was Catholic, and she was Taoist. She she was a lot of things all at once. And I'm like, you got your bases covered, girl. Oh, yeah. You got all the blessings and all of the spiritual guidance, and you do you. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah. So if you're listening, whatever you believe or don't believe, as long as you're happy and it brings you joy, that's what it's all about. Life is too short for us to be stressed. Yeah. Just whatever brings you comfort, whatever brings you joy. Yeah. That's what we're all about. Yeah. That was a nice way to wrap it up. So I think we'll we'll end it there. It's a little long, but I think... It was a nice, very easy conversation to talk about something that's kind of serious. So if uh, you're thinking about being a scientist, but religion is in the way, well, just DIY it. There's a way to do it and be happy. Wrapping up episode eight. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, concerns, hopefully not concerns, but if you have suggestions for topics, please DM us on Twitter. Jasmine is at elasmo underscore gal. And I am at Elasmo Tree. If you feel particularly generous, please feel free to donate to our PayPal. Um, and again, thank you to all our supporters, all three of you. Uh, we very much appreciate it. All three of you. No, I'm just kidding. There's like 30 now. Yeah, there's like 30 now. That's crazy. Thanks for retweeting, y'all. Definitely made a difference. And again, we do it as a creative outlet and to have fun. We don't really do it for anything else. So thanks for coming along for the ride. I hope this episode makes you feel, you know, warm and fuzzy inside. Yeah. Yeah. All right, folks. We will catch you next time. Bye. Bye.